Welcome to Elixir Outlaws, the hallway track of the Elixir community. Uh, good morning, good afternoon. Depends on on where you are and when you're listening. Uh, I'm Amos King here with here with uh, my co-host Sean. Sean, you want to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Sean Cribs. You probably heard my voice before. Maybe. If you <laughs> well, you have. I usually mute your track when I listen. Yeah, no. it makes sense. I don't blame you. <laughs> Uh, and we have two friends of the show here today from Welcome to the Jungle, which I it was really hard for me not to play the song when mm-hmm. we came in this morning, but I, I held it in. Um, so, uh, Oksana, do you want to introduce yourself? Yes. Uh, hello, my name is Oksana, and I'm a senior uh, backend developer at Welcome to the Jungle. How about you, Samuel? Yeah, uh, so I'm Samuel. Uh, I've been working at uh, Welcome to Jungle uh, for the last three years, and I'm also a senior backend developer, uh, and I work uh, in the same team as Oksana. All right. So I just watched my dog run outside, so now I'm curious. Dog person or cat person? Actually, both. Uh, Both? (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm a cat person. Cat. I like cats. They're okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think it, it depends on the cat, to be honest. Yeah, it, <laughs> you have like the, that's, the the nice cat that loves to cuddle, and the, the other one that look look at you uh, in a weird way. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they always do to me. They just sit there and stare at me. Like, you're cre- you're a creeper, Amos. Get out. And Sean, Sean. Oh, I'm a multiple cat person. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Except our cats are both. Uh, both cuddly and um, crazy. So, yeah. I don't I know like that they other... do the stare at you like, are you, <laughs> you creeping on me? I do like me, other. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they do that because I pretty much only see other people's cats. And I do uh, like okay. other people's cats. I love to like just sit and pet a cat. Mm-hmm. And it's really funny whenever we're recording and a tail goes across the screen oh, in yeah. front of <laughs> Sean. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think uh, in, in previous episodes we've had uh, even my cats like yelling or screaming in the background um, <laughs> on the on the track. It's been great. All right, so uh, it's are you you're, are you both? So we're both in Kansas City, Sean and I, and and Oksana and Samuel. Are you you're both in? France. We're in France, yeah, uh, but we are in different cities. So I'm near the Toulouse. It's like uh, maybe one one year from Toulouse, uh, and Sam, I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, and I'm I'm uh, near Lyon. It's approximately three hours from Paris in train. No, not that, so far, that, but okay. That, I was gonna say that could be most anywhere in France, three hours by train. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no. actually, for me, it's uh, it's five hours, but it can be three. Whew! <laughs> <laughs> I have never been to France. Oh, you should go. I'm I'm missing out. I'm missing yeah. out. My daughter wants me to take her there. She's uh, a little obsessed with Joan of Arc and knows like everything. I think she's read pretty much everything that there has been written that is translated into English. Um, and she tells me she wants to learn French, so. We, we may have to get over there before, nice. before yeah. she I recommend yells at me. <laughs> but not, it's not a very good time to go to Paris. They have a lot of strikes and stuff like that. Oh, uh, 
Where's if if I was only going to be able to go to one place in France, where where would you go? Mm. That's mm. hard. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think it's all beautiful. Uh, I have a soft spot for for Brittany, like in the north of France, uh, near the near the, the sea, uh, and mm-hmm. uh, it's it's really beautiful uh, up there. And I like the mountains near me. It's a Pyrenee. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I was going to suggest Bordeaux. Go to the wine country. Of course, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> <too. laughs> yeah. If you like surfing, Bordeaux is good. Hmm. I'm not much of a surfer. I never. I'm not strong enough to get up on that board. I don't think. Not fast enough, anyway. <laughs> I, you can still drink wine, so it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty decent at that. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about. Welcome to the jungle, because I can tell you whenever I found out the name of the company, you did something completely different than what I I had imagined in my head. Um, <laughs> what did you I imagine? I I thought I thought it was either going to be something to do with like adventuring, like planning adventures, or music. So it was it was one of those, and then it was neither of them. So I was very surprised. No, yeah, it's uh, it's actually about uh, work uh, experience. So basically, it's platforms that uh, provide innovative and pr- employer branding solutions that make companies attractive to workers. So basically, we have a job board where people can search and apply to job offers. But then we also have uh, what we call uh, welcome to the jungle solutions. And the purpose is to make sure that the company are visible and attractive to candidates. So basically, we have their company profile page where they can put their videos and it can be like uh, a lot, a lot of different information. Uh, how do they work? Uh, where, where are their offices? And uh, like you can see some videos. Hey, meet our CTO and they will, you will have a CTO who will respond to questions like uh, about his uh, work day about his duties and stuff like that and our company uh, actually helps uh, other companies to show uh, the best side of them and yeah we provide uh, this solution and it's uh, it's really good for companies because they get known and it's also good for candidates because uh, well, for, for example I I used uh, uh, welcome to the jungle before I uh, actually came to welcome to the jungle and I used it uh, to to find a job opportunity for me and it's not just like a job offer uh, that we uh, usually see with uh, job description and that's all you can also see the company's culture you can see the videos and you can project yourself or not within this company yeah exactly and i think the name uh, is really about the fact that uh, finding uh, finding a job finding a company is, is really hard so we think of it as a jungle, and so the goal is to be, yeah, welcoming to the jungle. So, uh, like Oksana said, uh, we offer a lot of uh, information so that candidate can figure out if uh, the company is a good fit or not. So, is you said video? Are is are your process? You're building the video, and Welcome to the Jungle is doing the video for them, like coming in and filming and editing and putting it together. Yes, yes. We have uh, teams for, for like uh, post-processing, some stuff like that. Uh, and we, we also have 
a media team we call that and they are doing uh video and uh, and uh, they also uh, write uh article about future of work and uh practices and stuff like that and we really try to uh show like what it's like to work uh in 2023 with um, you know uh, full remote positions and uh with a four day week uh, that's starting to get more and more popular uh so the goal is also to to uh encourage uh, this this new view of working and uh yeah the uh, right article about that so where does elixir come into the picture here? I was just going to ask that <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start being quiet and we're going to let Sean run for a little bit. No, no, no. Amos is great, Amos. So, yeah, Elixir is uh, our main language for building everything. Uh, I think we've been starting, we started to use Elixir like in 2018, uh, if I'm not wrong. Uh, And so, very classic, we use Elixir uh, with Phoenix and PostgreSQL database. And we build every services we have with Elixir. So, yeah, uh, it's uh, mostly our, our backend, uh, backend solution. Yeah, no. so if you go back to go history, we, we had a, a Ruby on Rails application. Uh, and then uh, with, with media videos, with, uh, with all with all and then they started uh, like we i say we but <laughs> the company like the guys uh, who were before me they started uh, to uh, like put uh, out uh, uh, something uh, like with the within elixir application so now we have uh, this uh, like show showcase editor for example we have a service for authentication uh, and uh, little by little we want to put everything on elixir but now we also have uh, one uh, one service on Ruby on Rails, uh, like a legacy, but we, uh, we are working on it. Uh, so hopefully it will be all Elixir. So now yeah, we we just uh, hiring the Elixir developers and we don't focus on Ruby on Rails anymore. What was the transition like uh, for you, both both as a, as a company, um, but also personally um, trying to switch from, from Rails over to doing Phoenix or uh, just plain Elixir? Yeah, for me, so I was a Ruby on Rails developer for like 10, 10, 11 years or something. And I've also used a little bit of Elixir and Go in my previous companies, but it was like a small, small functions, small, small services. Uh, so I've already heard about these languages and I started uh, to, to look uh, more to it and I wanted actually to switch to something new because uh, like I wanted to learn something new and also I was uh, I started to be a little bit sick of Ruby on Rails uh, a lot of conversation that going around it like how to format your code and stuff like that And uh, so I found this uh, great job opportunity at Welcome to the Jungle. Uh, they looked for uh, senior developers, but without uh, actual experience in Elixir. And they were ready to, to teach me to invest some time for me uh, uh, to, to learn Elixir. And so I said, yeah, why not? Uh, you have uh, like uh, for 
four days uh, work week, uh, then you have a great product because, uh, as I said, I've already used it and and I loved it. And you also have uh, uh, a lot of people on remote. So basically, they started remote before the COVID. Uh, so yeah, so yeah, it's 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 great. It's great in terms of uh, of language, in terms of tech, and it's great as a company. And so I've joined like that. And uh, the transition was quite quite good. Actually, I expected uh, worse uh, <laughs> <laughs> because I never done a functional programming before. Uh, I've at, at university it was always object oriented. At work it was always uh, Ruby on Rails. Uh, yeah, so a, a little bit of elixir knowledge that I had before. I, I, like uh, I I can't talk about it as a as a real experience. Uh, so I've, I've started uh, to, to work with Elixir. It was a little bit difficult, this uh, functional approach uh, at the beginning, but then I saw a, a lot of uh, goods that came from it as well. For example, tests. I, I, I like to write tests, a lot of tests uh, to cover like all. And it's really uh, good with Elixir. You, you have like function and you, you write tests for this fu function. It's, it's very easy. Uh, yeah, and then you also can uh, can see actually the flow. Uh, like in 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 my head, I can see where my code going. You know, uh, so yeah, it was a little bit hard for functional programming, but but good as well. And uh, there were uh, a lot of stuff that I liked, uh, for example, formatting and like actor is very close to active record. Uh, syntaxis is very close to, to Ruby syntaxis. So it was quite, uh, quite easier, uh, I will say. What about you, Sam? Yeah, uh, you can't see me, but I've been, I've been nodding all, all, the, all the time. <laughs> uh, I have a, an experience uh, uh, close to the, the one that Sana had. Uh, I came from Ruby and uh, C++ background, and uh, I've learned Alexia while doing my uh, home assignment uh, tests uh, while being recruiting for Welcome to Jungle. Uh, and I really fell in love with the language too. Uh, it's it's very different with the functional paradigm, and um, and 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 it's uh, it, it takes some time to get used to to a new way of thinking, but yeah, um, I think the language is, is really easy, uh, and it's some, um, it's a little bit weird because when you see Erlang, you, you think of a, a complex language with a, a hard learning curve, and uh, when you go to Alexia, uh, you, you expect the same thing, and, and then uh, you realize that the language is, is really easy. Uh, out of the box, it works uh, perfectly, and... You, you um, like Oksana said, you can really test everything uh, with XUnit, and uh, it's super simple and it's also super fast. Uh, I was really surprised by that because we have a lot of tests uh, at Welcome to Jungle. I think on the product we are working, uh, it's around 3,000 tests, uh, and it takes like 30 seconds to run on my on my laptop, so it's it's quite fast. And I've never worked on anything uh, that was uh, that fast, and it gives a real a great developer experience. So that I think we, uh, and every uh, developer uh, that started working with Elixir in the company, uh, we all have, have the same idea that uh, it's very hard to come back to another language after that. Uh, you you hooked in once you start with Elixir. That's great. I, I do have a spoiler alert for you, though, uh, now that you know Elixir. 
you know Erlang, but with a different syntax. So yeah. Erlang yeah. will be easy if you try to pick it up now. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, I recognize that. that. <laughs> I, I think if Erlang had said we're going to make make variables lowercase and modules uppercase, it, I, it would be a whole lot easier in my head. <laughs> <laughs> That's what always messed me up when I started Erlang, because uh, I did Erlang first. So I was a Rails and Java developer and then did some Erlang for a while and and then went back to Rails and then over to Elixir. And when I was doing, when I switched over to Erlang, I would ev all the time, all the time, had n no idea. I was like, wait, is that a module or a variable? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> and I, I guess they're not really, I feel weird calling them variables because I feel like variables should vary and they don't change. So I don't know. Constants. Maybe that's why Identifiers. Because they're all constants. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I, I, I think Alexia is a great way to uh, introduce uh, everyone to the OTP uh, Beam world. And now that I know Alexia and I feel confident with the functional programming concepts, I, I, need, I want to learn more about Erlang. Uh, and I want you to, to dig in uh, the language. And I, I don't think I, that's something I would have done like four years ago. Uh, so, yeah. So has there been, in your journey into Elixir, what is the hardest thing to to wrap your head around i would say it's not with uh, within elixir itself uh, but when you search something like when you search something for ruby on rails you have a lot of stack overflow answers and here you have uh, uh, not a lot of documentation especially for some libraries and basically you need to go to the code and uh, dig, dig into the code to to find the answer you want yeah. i think that was yeah the, the most difficult but it's it's also a great opportunity because then you have uh, you can contribute to to the libraries and uh, you have a very great community because with uh, ruby on rails i wanted yeah i wanted to, to to contribute i wanted to do some stuff but uh sometimes you have libraries uh, where you do a pull request and it takes uh, a year uh, to to accept this pull request uh, or some stuff like that or uh, sometimes it's just all there uh, so you you even don't find uh, something to to contribute but here there are a lot of work and uh, i like it yeah i agree I, I think for me it was um uh the, the otp part uh and when you come from another language uh you think multi-threading and uh, stuff like that and then you go to Alexia and you start looking at Gen Server, and uh, the name is a little bit confusing. Uh, and uh, yeah, I was I was confused by what can I do with that? Uh, how can it works? And uh, I was seeing like supervisors and uh, and processes and everything, and I was like, okay, that's that's a lot to learn. Uh, but once you dig in and you you do like a pragmatic studio. Uh, course on Alexia and stuff like that, just you really realize that, okay, it's super powerful. It's not that hard to understand. Uh, and then you can, you can really play with it. <laughs> and like, now that you're talking about OTP, it just, that's my biggest frustration with most of the work that I end up doing is in Phoenix. And I rarely actually have to write my own gen servers and supervisors because mm -hmm. they did a really good job for me. Um, I miss my OTP. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you bring up a good point, though, Amos. I, I think that um, one of the things 
that I experienced coming to Erlang first was that I, I thought, oh, and, and same to what you said, Samuel, um, that I would be using Gen Server all the time. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of the code that I ended up writing just didn't need uh, a server or like there was one. And, I, and then there were, you know, half dozen, dozen other modules that were doing things. Um, and, and I think especially with Phoenix um, and Ecto, the things you need concurrency for most of the time are um, handling requests. So you get a process per request and then having a pool of database connections so that you can have concurrent database connection, uh, database requests. So, so like that's all handled. You can just write sequential code that calls to those things, sends messages as needed. So like, I think that's, that's really a, a and uh, it makes it easier for people to come on board. Um, cause it looks like the other scripting languages that you've written web services in before. Yeah. And, 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 and of course we have also, uh, XQ, Oban and all that. Like it works like sidekick, uh, for, uh, Ruby on Rails. And I think people are not lost when they come to Alexia, uh, because the, the whole package, Phoenix, Alexia, and, uh, the libraries that come with that are, are great and you don't need to do complicated stuff for it to work. So yeah, that's great. But then you have to to think. Uh, you you have to invent some reasons to do gen servers just to <laughs> <laughs> just for the the fun, you know. But don't tell my manager. I do that. <laughs> yeah, I might have invented some reasons a few times. Yeah, I get yep. really excited when there's something that um, I need, like a I need a controlled queue, and that I can use a gen server for that. I'm like, oh yeah, I can. I can make it as parallel or as non-parallel as I want right here and, <laughs> and go write a gen server. And and actually, I get more excited now over supervision trees and like configuring yeah. gen servers <laughs> and figuring out how to like make it recover in every situation. And um, I don't know, maybe one of these days I'll write a blog post or a small book on setting up gen servers in different scenarios. That would be fun. Yeah. Would you read it? Oh, awesome. Okay, maybe I should. The, the third and fourth person to tell me to go do it. So <laughs> you <go>. should. <laughs> now as soon as five. I get done with the, as soon as I get done with the uh, Gig City Elixir talk, then <laughs> then we'll start on it. So how many how many um, individual Elixir applications do you have running at Welcome to the Jungle? Um, oh. Wait, 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 I have to hop in here to this yeah, question please. because this is like the only, probably the only frustrating thing whenever I'm talking about Erlang and Elixir um, because application. Oh, I don't mean OTP times, applications. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. OTP messed me up. I'm like, okay, so I had to change my nomenclature to now talk about my project instead of my application. Mm. And so it's a project with applications under it. So which do you mean, Sean? <laughs> I, I mean the project. <laughs> like how, 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 many, how many separate operating system processes with different startups do you have <laughs> that are running Elixir? I think we have six. Uh, I, uh, yeah, because six, we, we have... Six, seven, something like that. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not microservices, uh, mm -hmm. but we have multiple services and each, each of them are... Uh, a different product, and they all communicate with RabbitMQ or SQS. So yeah, I think it's it's six. 
So we, we have quite a few now. And uh, mm -hmm. every time we, we take something out of, of the legacy Ruby on Waves, uh, we build a new service for that most of the time. Uh, it was very convenient because we were able to just write everything with Alexia and, and uh, yeah, get everything right. Uh, and it's uh, it's quite a, a good feeling to like start a new project and write down some code with Alexia. How are you um, keeping track of those services? Uh, do you, do you have um, so I'm trying to go toward the like the operational aspect. I know that you know a lot of uh, engineers are good at writing the apps, but not uh, running them in production. And and like especially if you're coming to Elixir anew, there's a lot of new things to learn about. You know, is is this is this uh, project that I have running this service uh, healthy? And what do I do when it's when it's not healthy? I don't know. Can, can you talk a little bit about uh, how that works? And your company? Yeah, so we have everything on uh, Kubernetes. Uh, so our application are deployed on like, yeah, uh, cluster and they all are deployed uh, separately. They don't communicate uh, on the same cluster, but it's uh, then uh, connected using uh, SQS or RabbitMQ uh, on AWS uh, mm -hmm. for SQS. So they are, they are quite uh, independent because we, we have like each applications have uh, little dependencies with the others, and so when we when when one application is down, messages go into RabbitMQ and then they are consumed later uh, when the application is up again. Uh, I, yeah, I think that's it. Uh, I don't know if I, I, I answered the question correctly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you have a, a big monitoring stack? Do you are you collecting logs or traces or metrics or anything like that? Oh yeah, uh, we're using Datadog uh, as our, our monitoring application, and we are using uh, Spendex uh, in Elixir to trace everything. Uh, and it's been quite powerful because we are we are able to do a lot of things with that. We are able to to continue traces between different services by tracking the trace ID by pushing the trace ID into a, a message. And then when the service consumes the message, it can continue the trace. And so we are able to follow on that ad hoc, like long traces from the user requests up to what happened on another services, potentially changes in the database that occurred. Um, so, so yeah, it's, it's been a great tool to use. And, uh, and we are still uh, discovering what we can do with that, but uh, so far, uh, we are very happy with it. Yeah, and also we have Sentry uh, to mm. to capture messages, uh, errors. What has been the most interesting thing that you've had to debug in your production Elixir services? Um, I think something on the Ruby <laughs> Rails application. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> I wanted uh, to say that as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's not yeah, actually on Ruby on Rails, it's in between because we have Elixir application which sent messages uh, to like and then Ruby application consumes it. And uh, we, we don't want uh, to, to debug Ruby applications. Mm -hmm. So we hope every time then they're okay, we can see whether the message was sent and stuff like that. And it's always sent. So it's always on Ruby's side. <laughs> 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 
Yeah, it's it's yeah some 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 something in the middle and actually yeah your your question about Datadog uh, earlier so basically we uh, we seen that we uh, have uh, some some logs uh, we can do better uh, so basically just yeah logging every like uh, well, we've sent a message we've received a message and stuff like that yeah we can we can improve it actually and uh, then it will be it will be easier but it's always uh, difficult when it's it's between services because we have different teams to work on uh, to work on different projects like we have mm -hmm. uh, squads and then uh, it's like who need to debug this do you ever have to get into discussions about um, between squads um, about what's the format of these messages what what do they contain that sort of thing that go because you're it sounds like you're using RabbitMQ as a as a distribution or, or SQS depending on the, the situation, but um, as a distribution mechanism. Yeah, um, most of the time when we we do that, uh, we, there is um, uh, one service that is responsible for the messages. It's the, the producer, and so we usually build uh, some kind of. Elixir library to consume message uh, on the other side, and so it, it will set up like the, the broad way uh, to consume message, and it will uh, implement basic handlers uh, to to parse everything, and then you have like a nice Elixir uh, struct on the other side, so you don't have really you don't have to worry about uh, parsing etc. You can just focus on on the, the business uh, logic of your application. Of your project, sorry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> We're gonna get tripped on the, up on that through the rest of this podcast. <laughs> Thanks, <Yeah>. Amos. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so we, we we mostly have Elixir structs that are already defined, and so you have uh, Elixir less that uh, works perfectly, and you, you know what's inside. Uh, but then we have we of course have discussion from other squad that say hey we need uh, this new field can you can you give it to us and so we have to bump the library version and, and uh, make a release uh, but mostly it's uh, it, it worked like this like this okay I was I was curious if you had some sort of centralized um, collection of these are all the messages that we produce across the entire infrastructure or or whether it was like a, a point to point thing. Yeah, I would love to do that. Uh, and I think, uh, for example, protobuf or, or something like that would work great for that. And we could build uh, a definition of all messages and then compile that for each languages, uh, since we have Ruby on Rails and Elixir. And yeah, that would that would be great too. Uh, and so we could version everything to solve some problems. I'm going to write that down. Oh, but believe me, it'll create others too. So okay, just be yeah. prepared. <laughs> I remember a long time ago, uh, GitHub, um, somebody from GitHub wrote a library, I don't even know if it's still maintained, called Electricity. Yeah. And you It's not can, maintained, but yeah. Is it not? You can share data structures between Erlang and Ruby? It, it, it was kind wasn't of. it basically uh, running Ruby as a C node in distribution? Yeah, I believe so. Or, or, or like as a port command type thing. Yeah, something something like that. It's, I don't know. It's been that that was Tom Preston Warner <laughs> for sure. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, and it's probably it's more than ten years old. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah it, it's probably more like fourteen. Okay, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> Same. 
<laughs> anyway, I thought that could be interesting, but apparently if it's not maintained, it's not that interesting probably. <laughs> what else do you have, have going on that you're excited about there at um, – well, either pr- – like personally just in the Elixir community or within Welcome to the Jungle? Within Welcome to the Jungle, we also had some some libraries that we wrote. So maybe we can talk about that. So basically we have a small library for using Algolia with Elixir uh, called Algoliax. And also we have a library Actonon. You can, uh, I think uh, there were an article about that. And also uh, they've presented uh, in, in another podcast uh, I think in Elixir, I think. Uh, basically, it's a library uh, to anonymize uh, personal information where a user uh, want to leave you. Because uh, I, I don't know how it happened in, in USA, but uh, here we have uh, like regulations, which called uh, RGPD. So you need to be careful about personal data. You need to like anonymize or you need to delete users. We don't want to delete, we want to keep trace and stuff like that, but we need to hide their names and emails and uh, this library is for that so yeah we, we are trying to to contribute to the open source uh, community as well which is really exciting yeah not know that we are a little bit more confident uh, with Alexia and we start to, to to have a little bit of experience uh, we really want to to contribute uh, and to to uh, open source some of the stuff we've done internally uh, and to write more articles and try to share a little bit of uh, our experience. So, And uh, the Alexia community is just amazing. It's really, really welcoming. And uh, like Otsana said before, it's uh, there's also a lot of opportunities. Uh, you can really, uh, there's a lot of things to build and you, you can help on on a lot of things that are going on. So it's, uh, it's really, uh, really great. Yeah, and we also like to try in some some, some things. Uh, sometimes, uh, <laughs> like we don't we don't use them afterwards. Uh, for example, at some some point of time, uh, we've done a project uh, like a virtual office, uh, and uh, like a, I, it was not me who've done it, but uh, the guys uh, said that it was uh, really awesome to to work on it. Uh, but then uh, we've, we've we've removed it uh, because it's uh, it's not. Uh, what we wanted uh, for for our company, uh, where we wanted our company to go, but it's uh, still really excited, exciting to use uh, some stuff like that uh, because actually it's where we can see also Elixir is good, uh, is it's it's uh, like you, you you can do anything with it. And we are not uh, working too much, for example, with uh, with live views, because uh, we have a good uh, front uh, front team uh, that were working like uh, with Ruby on Rails, and they didn't want uh, to to do Elixir; they wanted to stay with React. Uh, but we had like some little project for us uh, where we tried to use live views, uh, and it's 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 always good to try something new and uh, to see where. Uh, like what what you can do with it. Yeah, live views are amazing. I really want to to do some professional project with live view. And you don't have to put your React away completely. You can say that to the front end people. There's there's some some blog posts out there. Stephen Bussey did one that'll tell you how to use React within oh. live view, just in case you need 
want some component that's already out there. Might as well not throw that code away. Oh, that could be amazing. We have um, a complete uh, design system in uh, in React, and so that was the main reason we we never tried really Live View because we had to build every component. But if we can use React and Live View, could be that could be great. I need to dig into that. Okay, I know this is not going to help our listeners, but I just went ahead and put the link in our chat here. <laughs> so you put it in the show so notes, you all right? can take a look. Well, if, if I remember. I'm not very good at these show note things. I just like to talk to people. <laughs> and then then let it out into the world and see what happens. <laughs> there were a lot of topics, actually, about live views. Uh, we have recently Elixir uh, European Conference. Uh, uh, it yeah was in 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 Lisbon in Portugal and we we were listening uh, on on remote and there were a lot of topics about live views. Did did oh you guys went remotely? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That very very sad. It, uh, Lisbon looks amazing, so yeah. it was great to mm-hmm. to see all the, yeah. the, the talks and cheaper as well as France. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and people people were putting up pictures of of like after parties and everything. And I just had to ignore Twitter for a few days <laughs> so that I didn't get too upset, but that's all right. That's all right. Next time. That's what I keep next saying time. about, about Elixir Confi U is next time. <laughs> Maybe it will be in France. That would uh, be nice. Perfect. Then I can bring my daughter <clears throat> and we can just make a, make a whole thing. Up. <laughs> be fantastic. Um, Stockholm is lovely too if they do it there again, but it'd be best in the summer. <laughs> no polar bearing. Yeah, no polar bearing. Um, I've got a, another meeting coming up, so I'm gonna have to go. I would like to thank you both for for joining us and telling us about Welcome to the Jungle. Um, is there there anything else that you wanna any parting words of of wisdom or um, promoting Welcome to the Jungle or whatever else you're working on? I, I heard Algolia X and and anything else. Go for it, Oksana. Oh, yeah, we'll let Samuel no. go first. I guess no, he just jumped in yeah, there. Like, <laughs> no, go, go Samuel. <laughs> Hello, I have something. I need to say something because <laughs> I can just stop like that. No, I, nothing. Uh, yeah, so word of wisdom, do, do gen servers. They are great. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's, uh, that's the, my word. <laughs> All right. How about yeah, you, Oksana? Actually, thank you for having us. And uh, we've, we've not mentioned, but we have a little problem with hiring uh, Elixir developers and uh, just uh, develop- developers who are interested in Elixir. Uh, so it's 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 really great. We, we, we like to promote a little bit Elixir as well, because uh, we, we would like to have more good programmers uh, in it. And it's it's really great. So I encourage all uh, a little... J- just uh, maybe to try it yeah and from my experience i can say that it's great uh, and uh, yeah we would like to have uh, good uh, developers with uh, within elixir here you have a good community uh, you have uh, good for, like projects you have uh, good language uh, you have uh, all all that you need so join us thank you we couldn't have had better parting words so i'm just going to mm-hmm. shut up and move on Thank you both. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Thank you. Thank you.